Welcome to the London Property Podcast, your go-to source for navigating the complex and ever-changing London real estate market. Our digital marketplace provides informative and educational content from industry leaders through podcasts and videos. We cover various aspects of the real estate experience, including buying and selling, finance, law, tax, construction, design, and more. Join us as we delve into the latest trends and developments in the market and gain valuable insights from our panel of experts. Hello and welcome to London Property, home of Superprime. I am your host, Farnas Fazaipour, and we are very pleased to welcome Kate Bright of Umbra back to our show today. Thank you so much for having me. Before we continue, for those listeners who are listening for the first time, can you just give us your quick elevator pitch about what you do? Of course, we are a private client-focused boutique security business uh, that works with international clients and their families, keeping them safe proactively and, and reactively. So um, we're going to start with identity theft, because I think a lot of our listeners are probably uh, thinking about all the different risks that are now we're facing now online with telephone calls and, you know, emails and what have you. So let's hear from you a, a sort of from top to top down about identity theft. Sure. So I think when we were speaking before, I, you know, we've, we've talked on various topics. Um, and I think the, the key place that we're at now uh, in terms of being uh, part of the security industry is this idea that digital and physical risk are completely interlinked. So uh, we talk about identity theft or identity fraud. Um, and whereas before we've given tips and tricks such as setting up your own Google keyword alert system so that you are then um, somewhat in control of your your online narrative, um, but this new t- a new tool that's come out from Experian um, called Identity Plus is a really great way that you can be proactive. And this is, as we'll talk about, a key theme for us. Don't wait till things have gone wrong. Let's set up as many different ways and precursors to things going wrong by setting up things that can proactively tell us when there's a problem. So, um, experience pro- experience product is one that I highly recommend. Um, and it will give you um, an alert if somebody has tried to take out credit in your name. And it will also give you a little uh, report if anybody tries to attempt to steal your identity. On the subject of identity theft and sort of online security, what are you, from where you are, what are you seeing that is happening more and more? I mean, you know, I, I've heard recently of people having their Instagrams hijacked or, you know, receiving phone calls where if they answer it, people can tap into their their phones you know, in the digital world, what are the thing patterns of, of attacks that you're seeing? Yeah, so we're seeing an increase in the amount of social media profiles that are being compromised in some way. Um, for me personally, I had my own Instagram account uh, replicated. So somebody was taking the photos from my Instagram profile and then posting them daily under a different name. Um, and actually, Instagram, uh, in my experience now, is actually very good at asking for your own documents to prove your own identity and then indeed solving that that problem and and pretty quickly as well. I was up and running back in 48 hours. Um, So we're seeing things happening whereby, uh, you know, your own kind of digital real estate, if you like, um, is under a constant compromise. And so a lot of our clients will choose to undertake what we call a digital footprint report. So like a snapshot report, a bit like your your, uh, physical real estate report. So you can actually map out and see all of your risks online 
and then make a plan to start to address some of those. Moving on to the real world and uh, people being attacked, you know, wearing expensive clothes or having expensive watches. What uh, what advice do you have for, for how they should handle that apart from not wearing them? Yeah, well, this this is where we're at. You know, it's 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 um, uh, the the rise in. Well, I think you're talking about the recent sort of uh, uh, reports of watches being stolen and people deciding to actually wear fake branded watches. Now, I'm of two minds because if you're wearing fake branded, sometimes the fakes can be so good that you still look like you're wearing branded clothing or branded jewelry and watches. Um, so, general guidance is actually unfortunately to to cover it up. Um, or indeed wear it in places that you know that there is some safety. So when, when you're out and about, um, it, rather than in the street, ostentatious shows of wealth. This is what we're, where we're talking about, the trends of quiet luxury and uh, people such as Gwyneth Paltrow in the, uh, the jury courtroom recently was somebody that was really pinpointed as to if you look very, very carefully, then you're able to see that these are items that are, are actually really expensive. But to the untrained eye, just look like a you know normal clothing and and normal jewelry. So, unfortunately, uh, you know my guidance, if it was my family that I was advising, would be to leave those ostentatious displays for places that uh, you know are safe uh, and and not out on the street. And what's the um, similarity between what you're doing online and what you're doing offline with regards to wearing your branded clothes? So I think we're now at a place where a lot more of our clients come to us understanding that your physical risk directly correlates to your digital risk. So what you do online impacts your physical uh, risk and your physical safety. And what you do in your physical life can also then translate over into digital risk. So it's a really interesting time for uh, the industry, our clients, but also more importantly, the public safety angle. And we've launched a Secure Lifestyle Toolkit on our website to give everybody that sort of easy access to understand where those two sets of risks converge. For our clients, digital risk means reputational risks. There's additional levers there that uh, hold different and additional risks. But if you can remember the broad principle that what you do physically impacts you digitally, and if what you do digitally impacts you physically, um, there are some very simple tools and tricks that you can do to mitigate the risk in both cases. Now, um... Before we came online, we were talking about permacrisis being a word that has been uh, added to the Oxford Dictionary recently. So can you share with our audience, what does that mean? So, yeah, permacrisis, it's, it's been in my vocabulary since I, I heard about it. And a lot of our uh, industry peers, uh, we've been talking about it as a, uh, a real indice as to where the world is at, where it, where is uh, the sense of feeling safe. Where is what is the future of feeling safe? And actually, right now we're in a point in time where uh, the sort of COVID pandemic, the World Health Organization has officially sort of decreed that it's over. Um, thank goodness. Um, but if we think about uh, back to say 2009 and, and 2008, the financial crisis, it was a spike of a crisis, and then there was a flat line, and then there was at least for certain people around the world a sense of you know returning to normal. Whereas I think let's look at the lens of the UK. We've had Brexit backed by COVID, backed by war. Um, You know, it's like a continuum and human beings aren't designed to live in high adrenal stress continuously. We're evolved as a species to have spikes of when we need to be aware, fight, fight and freeze. And then periods where we're back in our cave. Um, So how does that translate to to man and woman on the street? Well, there's a collective sense, I think, 
of this sort of adrenal exhaustion, which plays out into uh, not being able to perceive where there is real risk and threat. So you can actually become hyper-focused or paranoid on about things that may not exist. And then you may miss small, simple things that you can do. So we're all about bringing that proportionality down. We're living in a time where we know <clears throat> that the constant is the crisis. So let's try and uh, you know, solve problems uh, you know, in the low-hanging fruit section of our lives where possible. So talk to us about how you manage that with your clients. How do you try to help them in emotionally feeling safe? So we've never before had so many cross-referrals from the emotional support, rehab, addiction, uh, you know, the sort of um, support community. And so our fourth pillar from physical, digital, reputational, now emotional safety is a key part of the focus of our work. Um, and so where we're seeing lots of people come to us from these sorts of practitioners, we're trying to find a way that we can really support our clients to understand what they need to be concerned about. Um, no acronyms, jargon free, uh, executive summaries that are very easily digestible, things that a client can do that day straight away. Our, our Secure Lifestyle Toolkit is a really good example of things that you can literally walk out of here in five minutes and do. And then from there, we can then ensure that we are working in a proportionate way to look at those physical, digital, reputational and emotional projects that we can put in place for our clients. So increasingly, we are managing those projects on behalf of our clients, as opposed to handing them a report and saying, you know, there you go, get on with it. So a lot more handholding, a lot more of the sort of what we call white glove service, where we simply won't give a client a report. We will make sure that we work with them or somebody in their trusted team to, to put that plan into place. The, the sort of final part of that is that you cannot put a plan into place without regularly reviewing it. So we are we are more and more now this, this idea of a client for life. This is becoming part of uh, the team's modus operandi. So you don't just come to us, get a prescription, we put it in place, see you later. It's that continuous review. And, and that we're finding is reducing these sort of reactive events occurring and enabling us to work um, with one or more uh, generations of a family in a really effective way. Do you find that they become more self-sufficient as you train them so that they're actually able to feel a bit more confident about feeling secure and having habits that reduce that kind of constant requirement for you to be involved? Absolutely. And it's great to see, particularly when we've met clients, what we call the reactive moments, the hot spaghetti moments. It's great to see them over time really empowered by understanding what process we've taken them through. Um, and the best examples of clients that we've worked with are actually learning as we go. 0.1% uh, you know, of our clients need an actual bodyguard, but 100% of our clients need to be able to feel safe. And so the process that we take them through enables that safety to be something that comes from within. This is why the emotional support pillar is so important. We want our clients to be emotionally, physically, uh, um, and mentally robust um, because that's when we can work with them in the most logical way and it actually becomes a lot of, a, a lot more enjoyable uh, and, and a lot more of a two-way conversation about what a secure lifestyle looks like because don't forget we're the pioneers of a secure lifestyle so we've got to practice what we what we preach um, in making something proportionate to the life that, that client wants to lead rather than disempowering them and we've talked about the gilded cage before we don't want children to grow up in the shadow of a safety and security emotional blanket. We want them to be able to uh, 
uh, go through schooling and then leave and go on. We've talked about um, uh, young people going to university, for example. We want them to see and be in a very healthy digital and physical culture at home so that they can then go on uh, and, and perhaps make some controlled mistakes, but indeed learn as they go. And that is the best way that you can create a sort of a safe, secure, uh, dynastic approach to security. Um, it's always really fascinating talking to you because, you know, we sort of try and touch base every, you know, six months or so. And it is something, security is something that just keeps on moving. You sort of have to keep keep on top of the new crime scene, really, isn't it? Yeah, I risks mean, today may not exist tomorrow. Yeah. And there are risks to, of tomorrow that we don't know today. And just like we have jobs of tomorrow that don't exist yet, our job as a business is to be that horizon scanner. So we are always on deck on behalf of clients looking at that like horizon. One degree of movement by us, we can we can lead our clients to a completely new land. Um, and I think there's everything to play for. There's everything to be hopeful for as well, because it risks becoming more complex only leads to more and more people trying to understand what the lower hanging fruit is. And we're a business that's designed to make sure that our metrics are sustainable, equitable, able to be used by everybody. Um, and we're really pushing a lot of the uh, public safety campaigns as well, because there's some fantastic resources out there. For example, the Railway Guardian app, which you can download and not just be a bystander if you see something that's not right. You can be an upstander. And so this shift now from us as a business protecting people in ivory castles, actually, our clients come to us because of our approach to this sort of more equitable world, this idea that as a soon-to-be B Corp accredited business, we're part of the world's solutions to uh, help the future of feeling safe as opposed to, you know, keeping a sort of a guarded eye on risk. Um, risk is everywhere. It's how we approach it and how we tackle it and how open we are to learning about it that defines how successful we are. Kate, so from the first time we actually interviewed you for the show, where we asked you this question about what should client expect security to cost them. Obviously, with the um, cost of living crisis that we're in, these numbers are now going to be different. So can you tell us, um, you know, what is it costing these days to have security professionals? So cost of living has affected everybody, not least of which the security profession. Um, But I can't remember the number that I quoted you last time, Um, but every client is different. Um, However, demand is high. So what we've got now is a perfect storm where salaries are rising Um, whether that's residential security, whether that's close protection, and also the rise in demand for security drivers. People are placing a higher premium on getting from A to B more safely. Um, School runs now, uh, you know, to the the chagrin of the headmistresses and masters of of the UK, particularly London, Um, uh, prices are going up. So average salaries are now well well in excess of 60, 70, 80,000 pounds plus a year, depending on the rotation of that individual, the hours they're working, etc., for our listeners who want to find out more about what you do, you have updated your secure lifestyle toolkit on your website. Can you tell us what what, what is in that and what, what how can people use it? Yeah, sure. So um, we're really proud. It's taken a lot of work. And um, we wanted to create a resource area that we were going to be able to track, um, track eyeballs and track click throughs. Um, so there's some of our most trusted products and also um, links to free training and services such as the bystander or, as I call it, upstander training. Um, and so it covers every area you could you could think of at travel, uh, at home, um, when you're on the move, digitally. Um, and it's got some refreshed content on there so that, um, as I say, 
anybody who has five minutes will be able to come away from uh, looking at the, the toolkit with something else uh, downloaded or added to their basket that will be of use to them. Before saying goodbye and thank you uh, and looking forward to seeing you again next time is I wanted to talk about car theft because mine actually got stolen twice. First one I didn't recover. The second one we happened to have put a second tracking device in. Uh, so although a lot of car thieves know where the first one is, the second one, you know, they don't expect it to be there. Although they go and park it somewhere and wait to see if you come. So what do you, what what has been your experience with car theft and what's your best advice on how to tackle this problem? Because apparently 800 a week are stolen from Prime Central London. Car theft is a huge, huge problem, not just for our clients, but for everyone in general. I only recently uh, reinsured my vehicle and I had to switch my home insurance, uh, assure that I was going to use a, a vehicle wheel lock everywhere I parked it and also parking it underground when it's at home. So I totally understand this this, this rise in and the, the figures are, are staggering and the insurance premiums are rising. Um, two things, you know, the, the, the vehicle, uh, the, the steering wheel lock is a really good visible deterrent. We talk about dogs in the window. We've talked about this with you before. Making things as unattractive as possible so people move on. Um, the other thing actually is quite an unusual one um, is to undertake, undertake your advanced driver training. Not only is it really good um, to sort of update and refresh most people, myself included, it's probably many decades ago um, that I passed my test, but it's actually a really great way to refresh yourself on um, driving safety and travel safety in general. Um, and the added benefit of bringing your insurance premiums down as well. So that's a secure lifestyle trick uh, and tip that we would highly recommend. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for talking to us again. And we very much look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of the London Property Podcast. Head over to our website where you can browse our exclusive network of top experts driving the market. As a member, you'll have direct access to our experts and their networks. Our award-winning content will help you choose the right professionals for your needs and make informed decisions about your investments. Personal recommendations are a powerful tool in connecting with trusted professionals. Let us introduce you to the right people to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact us now to learn more about becoming a member and gaining access to these valuable resources or joining our directory of experts.